This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The Stags knew it would be a real ding-dong battle. And despite the fact they spent the majority of the second half on the ropes, it's they who take a slender lead into Wednesday night's all-or-nothing second leg. Now McLaughlin, forward for Bowery, 40 from goal. Bowery, he's put Reese Oates clean through. It's Reese Oates who scores! Reese Oates puts back in town! One up! And after 13 minutes, Reese Oates, the Stags' leading scorer, lifts the roof of the Watcourt Stadium again! Over the top it goes from Longstaff. Here's Murphy to the left of the box. Murphy, can he find Quinn? Murphy in the area, onto his left foot. Murphy, scores! Makes it Matchfield Town 2! Those goals from Red Hot Reese Oates and Jordan Barry proved just enough to edge the Stags ahead at half-time in the semi-finals, but going to six fields to take on a side boosted by the return of their golden shot stopper is going to prove tricky. The Cobblers are the best defence in the division with 21 clean sheets, all thanks to Liam Roberts, but they've failed to win a game all season when they've conceded first. Stats like that, though, mean absolutely nothing. They get launched out of the window at times like these. All that matters for Mansfield is one. One clean sheet to create one moment of glory and give us one last shot at promotion. Tonight, we'll reflect on the knife-edge drama of the first leg and preview Wednesday night's second leg showdown at Sixfields as we head inside the dressing room and hear from the gaffer Nigel Clough and defender Stephen McLaughlin. Could be a long night, could be you know, up to two hours and possibly penalties, so we have to be prepared for that. Uh, but I think trying to get through that first 15 minutes where we expect them to throw everything at us and, and trying to do some damage ourselves, I think that's the key. Uh, we've never been a team to sit back home and away, um, so we've, we've got time to talk. As much as we expect what they're going to do, uh, I think we've got to concentrate on ourselves more than ever. I think it's been hard graft really. Um, not so much like when you say hard graft as in running all the time, it's like little bits of information that the gaffer's feeding down and a lot of the lads, every one of them, take it on board, the things that he says. We've taken it onto the pitch, we've believed in what he's 
what he's been saying and when you when you do that and you see it working it gives you more belief as always we'll get your thoughts too so come and get involved in the comments and have your say on your team let all the nervous energy out get it out of your system now and get pumped and ready for that all or nothing second leg on wednesday it's time to take a collective deep breath get ourselves ready to get over the line why because mansfield matters Well, with the bellowing crowd of One Course Stadium still ringing in our ears from Saturday night, a sunsetting Saturday night, which was the perfect end to the home games this season. The question remains, can Mansfield Town go one further and do it again at Sixfields on Wednesday night and get themselves a place in the Wembley League Two playoff final against either Port Vale or Swindon? It's still on a knife edge, and I know after that game at One Course Stadium on Saturday, there were a few nerves starting to leave as despite Mansfield having the advantage, like we said in the intro there, the Stags were very much on the ropes in the second half. As always, come and have your say on your team. Get involved in the chat. Uh, anything you want to say um, about um, about Saturday night, anything you want to say about Wednesday, get involved now. Have your say on your team and get all that tension out as we look ahead to that big semi-final second leg. My name's Craig Priest and joining me tonight to discuss all things Mansfield Town and all things playoff semi-finals, let's cross over to Edwin Stone and say good evening to Clive Parkin. Good evening, Craig. Hello, everybody. And let's cross over to Sutton in Ashfield to say hello to the world's most famous PA announcer, Mr Alan Wilson. Good evening, Craig. Good evening, everybody. And let's cross over to the other side of Mansfield to say hello, just in time, to Nathan Edge. Good evening. He's not even got his microphone ready yet. How did that happen? How did that work? Honestly, mate, ge genuinely, <laughs> genuinely perfect timing. Good to see you, as always. We'll give you a minute to get yourself settled uh, in your seat. As always, have you come and have your say on your team uh, and let us know your thoughts on uh, Saturday night. A roller coaster of emotions, a roller coaster of a ride, Alan. And at half time, if only we were thinking we could replicate that performance over the next 45 minutes, it could have been a much, much comfortably um, cushion going into uh, to Wednesday night. Alas, Mansfield Town what do what Mansfield Town did best, left that side in the dressing room and came out and were on the ropes for the next 45. Typical stags, eh? Yeah, but it was good. To be fair, Craig, I think everybody in the ground would agree. You know, they'd got to come at us sometime. We couldn't, uh, you know, keep... Uh, marauding them all the time. If only that one uh, where Riso was probably after about four minutes, five minutes, when he slid in, if, if only they'd just cottoned onto that one, it would have been even better. But we knew they were going to come at us, but uh, we withstood the pressure. And I thought Hawkins uh, was an absolute colossus. I don't know how he didn't get the man of the match. A performance to be proud of, Clive? Yes, I I don't think I'm too critical of the second half. I know it's disappointing after the highs of the first half, but you know we're playing a very good team and they came at us and and I think overall they deserved to get to score a goal. I don't like the way they scored it, but they deserved to score a goal in the game. I think two one represents particularly uh, a particularly fair outcome. Yeah, Nathan, what about you? It was a nervy night uh, for us in the uh, the press box. I had Cam alongside me, so that was bad enough. Uh, but in terms of being in and around the stands, it was absolutely rammed. The atmosphere was ramped up to uh, to 11. What an incredible night at One Course Stadium. Just a shame that that wasn't it 
Yeah, I mean, you say typical Mansfield sort of uh, eventuality with the second half performance, but I think it was typical of the playoffs. You know, you look at exactly what happened the you know the following night. Uh, sorry, the following day with uh, you know, Swindon and Port Vale, it was um, very similar. Swindon played very well first first half, but you know, well deserved their lead. Second half, you know, I think just not necessarily nerves kicking, but. The other side, they're in the playoffs for a reason. They're gonna gonna give it a fight. So uh, and Paul Bell came back into it. So it was very similar for ourselves. But you know, I for I, t- I t- took it before the before the night started uh, a two one lead into into the second leg, and um, you know, fully enjoyed it. You know, we all would love to two 0 or a few more, but um, it is what it is, and we had a great day. So uh, no, I'm looking forward to it. I remember being sat with Alan Wilson at Costa in uh, near near Kings Mill during the day in the glorious sunshine, Alan. We were sort of saying we're not quite sure how this one would go. And I think we both sort of said, didn't we, at the end of the conversation that we'd be happy if Mansfield was still in the tie after the first leg. Well, they're very much still in it. They have an advantage. Yeah, definitely. I don't think uh, we can complain at all. I think, to be fair, I think 2-1 was a fair result because they came back. We certainly had the first half. There's no denying that they came back at it but uh, one of the comments i agree with uh, i don't know which one it is that said they did look a little bit leggy mansfield when they came out in the second half and obviously it was going to change when they scored the goal but they did look a bit jaded and a little bit tired but a uh, few days rest i'm sure they'll have uh, all guns blazing and who knows it could be uh, a few new faces in the lineup yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later on when we preview uh, the second leg later on in the show. We'll also delve into the Stags camp and hear from Stephen McLaughlin and Nigel Clough as well. I was down at the RH early today speaking uh, to the pair. I can tell you that, uh, like similar to last week, actually, the atmosphere at, at the one call is still one of uh, one of calmness, which is remarkable to see, especially when you know everything's all to play for. Let's delve into some of your comments then. Keep them coming in tonight. Have your say on your team. Uh, Roger kicks us off and says, a poor second half. Stags seem to run out of steam. Ideas, a few scary moments when it could have gone all wrong. Mark says, I think we have to freshen it up as we looked leggy uh, the second half. Hewitt at right back. Lapsley in for Longstaff and Clark for Quinn. Need some bite in midfield. I definitely agree on bringing Clark uh, back in potentially. But uh, one thing Nigel Clough said to me earlier on, Clive, was that if there's any player that's struggling, it's Stephen Quinn. Well, we all know the record when we don't have Stephen Quinn in the starting lineup. So let's do whatever we can to make sure Stephen Quinn's name is on that team sheet come 7.45 on uh, on Wednesday night. I'll understand your sentiments, but to be fair, he was off the pace all through the game, I thought. And in fact, it was his mistake that led to their goal. I don't, I'm not blaming him for the goal because we had chances to defend it afterwards, but... He conceded the ball at a point in the game where we didn't actually weren't under that much threat. So I think he just he's carrying a knock. He obviously is carrying something because he's just off his normal pace. And what you want from Quinn is that bite, that aggression, that extra yard. And you take that away from his game and actually would have been better putting another player in his place, I felt. Daniel says second half was horrible. Scott says win or uh, win or lose on Wednesday. I've been renewing my season ticket. Thoroughly enjoyed this season. Come on, you stags, we can do it. Robert says felt like a, a loss immediately after Saturday, but I'm back feeling optimistic for Wednesday. He's got a good point there, Nathan, as Robert with with what he says. Walking out of the ground, it did feel a little bit like a, a defeat. There was some definite sort of deflation feeling in the air, but I think that's because we gave it 
you know, what we perceive to be uh, absolutely everything in that first half. Nigel Clough actually uh, disagreed and he felt that we've played better uh, this season. He, he felt that the two goals actually uh, papered over the cracks a little bit. Um, but like Robert says there, there was a little bit of a feeling of, of deflation because it was it's it's still so wide open. Yeah, I think because I think we we know if we went in with a two nil two nil lead, it's obviously uh, an even bigger advantage. Um, and I think if we if it was the opposite way around, if we went in at half time one nil down and then pulled it back two one, it would have been we'd have all been absolutely buzzing and you know jumping off the roof. So it's a uh, you know it, it bounced off the walls. It's, it's but it's still the same result. So I think it's just um, yeah. I think it was more relief. I think that we, at least we came out with the you know the advantage because on second half it was looking like there was only going to be one team that was gonna you know gonna go on and get more goals and unfortunately for us it it wasn't really looking like it was gonna be us. Um and just touching what you mentioned there about Nigel Clough and the performance overall. I mean the first half we didn't necessarily see a lot of the ball but the best thing I think a part of you know of our play was is when we did have the ball and when we were attacking we looked dangerous. We just didn't seem to have that a second half and whether it was down to fitness and a few players be, being leggy and so on, you know, possibly down, you know, down to the mentality. There's there's all sorts of reasons for it, but um, you know, I think first half that was the difference. When we did go forward, we looked really, really dangerous. Uh, Roger says a misunderstanding at their end led to their goal. They're a good team though, so in the end, a fair result. Daniel says genuinely thought I broke my toe when Reese got tucked down <laughs> on the edge of the box. Thomas says Hawkins is made to play against Northampton. Very good at centre-back with teams with a more direct style. However, if Uz and Swindon get through, I wouldn't play him against McCurdy slash Barry. He would get twisted and turned. Yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, Mick says Hawkins was man of the match by far. Won everything all game. I do worry if it does go to extra time, our fitness, especially in the last quarter of games, really shows. And that would be a big worry if ever we needed a clean sheet. Uh, last uh, last, let's have it on Wednesday evening. Uh, Andrew says, I think we need to go at them straight away in the second leg, not to, not sit back. Um, uh, Roy says, not sure why Longstaff was taken off. I think he was carrying a bit of a knock as well. Uh, Nathan, the streets never forget about your comments from earlier in the season, by the way. As Daniel says, Clark can only come on if Nathan does what? <laughs> It, I mean, when you mentioned about Clark coming early, I don't know if he was looking at the screen, but I had a bit of a smirk. So, um, yeah, I, I, enough said with that. Uh, Richard says, don't play long stuff on Wednesday, Mr. Clough. Not good enough without the ball. Um, Roger says, it's not easy playing these games after a long, long season. Uh, the fittest will survive, I reckon. I do think that Mansfield do have an element of uh, trouble with fitness at some point, uh, Alan. But I genuinely felt... I genuinely feel that uh, even if it does go all the way, we get pegged back on uh, on Wednesday, that we'll have enough in the tank in terms of euphoria and, and energy. I think this squad, more than anything else this season, has really come together and really believed in, in the direction we're going. And that shows by the nature of the fact we've come from where we were after 14 games. Well, I think two things will... Uh see it for me it, it the fans will keep the fitness of the players because they'll just keep them going even if they're dead on the feet they'll still keep them going the fans will we've proved that before and it's the first 15 minutes again like we said at the other podcast you know the last podcast goal after 13 minutes and it just makes the difference if we get an early goal craig they've really got to go for it and there's going to be gaps at the back then for mr oates to uh you know uh dip his bread shall we say yeah, Reese Oates and Jordan Barry, Clive. Uh, 
solid up top. I thought Jordan Bowery again. He, he's really, really coming uh, coming into his own once more. Last few games, he's really, really sparkled. Right place, uh, right time for his goal. Nice bit of movement as well, and, and looking a real handful at exactly the point where you want it. Yeah, it's great to see that pairing working out, isn't it? And and Bowery deserves a goal because of his, his overall contribution, mm. work ethic. Um, and I think uh, it was nice to see it happen. And that, he scored pretty much an identical goal on Saturday that he did in the previous game. I thought it was uh, being in the right place at the right time and having the uh, the speed to, and energy to get there. Um, and just well served by crosses as well. I think we had a, you know both goals were really good goals in that respect. Somebody, I think it was Richard on on one of the comments. Richard Dennett said uh, um, it's critical of Longstaff. I joined that criticism. I don't think Longstaff works hard enough. I think uh, he's a young man. He ought to be a lot quicker than he seems to be. Um, and I, I can understand he's only on loan. He's not going to put his his leg at risk, but he's just not getting into some of the tackles. I'd like to see him in there. And for me, I'd sooner rest him and put uh, Lapsley in. Yeah, well, that's yeah. one opinion, you know, and, and at the end of the day, what he is good at is being in the right place and not the goal. Yeah. On, on that, I'd, the only reason I'd probably slightly disagree, I think I think if we can get other players around him that's going to do that business, obviously we, you said about earlier about Quinn not being quite on it. I think if we get somebody like Sterk in there or maybe even Ollie Clark potentially uh, to do that sort of ratting around and the, the hard work, I think... We then might see the better from from Longstaff because obviously we saw the ball he played in that you know for that out to Murphy for that uh, second goal, which is that was the bit of class he brings. And obviously he's only been with us since January and he's, he's contributed to quite a few goals. So although he he might not do uh, that sort of defensive side of the game as as well as what others might, he does offer us something a little bit different. So I, I'd still maybe keep him in if he is fully fit, um, but I still think there's room for Lapsley in there too. I have a question for you all. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest, what's the heart rate at the minute after the uh, after the game? Clive, I'll, I'll start with you. Oh, I'm as calm as anything. Three. Nathan? Five. Alan? Probably a six. Time to ramp it up, folks. Here's the story of uh, Saturday night, <laughs> as told by me and Cam Felton. I can talk about statistics, I can talk about previous playoff history, but if we're honest, it doesn't matter. What matters is the here and now. Mansfield Town against Northampton Town. The Stags fans, loud, soaking in that noise. They're ready for a dramatic 90 minutes ahead of them. Can they take a win into that second leg on Wednesday night at Northampton? Everybody is on edge and I can't wait for it to unfold. Mansfield Town, they were an unchanged side from the side which drew two all with league champions Forest Green Rovers last Saturday. Nathan Bishop then is in goal. A back four of James Perch, John Joe O'Toole, Ollie Hawkins and Stephen McLaughlin. A midfield of George Maris, Matty Longstaff and Stephen Quinn. A front line of Jordan Bowery, Reese Oates and Jamie Murphy. On the bench, Marek Steck, Elliot Hewitt, Ollie Clark, Kieran Wallace, Ryan Sturk, George Lapsley and Lucas Aikens. Mansfield win it back again through Maris and now McLaughlin. Forward for Bowery, 40 from goal. Bowery, he's put Reese Oates clean through. It's Reese who scores! Reese Oates plus Mansfield Town! One nil up! And after 13 minutes, Reese Oates, the Stags' leading scorer, lifts the roof off the one-call stadium again! Advantage Mansfield! Stags 1, Cobblers 0, come on! Absolutely.
really put Northampton apart there. It's uh, Northampton trying to play it out from the back. They're trying to play triangles. It's not working. Stephen McLaughlin's nipped in. They've got the ball forward. Uh, I think it was Jordan Bowery that's got the ball wide to Reese Oates. And Reese Oates just hammered it towards Johnny Maxted in the Northampton goal. It's gone straight through his legs and into the back of the net. Dream start for Mansfield. Perch looking for options down the line, wide to the touchline, it comes for Bowery inside for Longstaff, Oates wants to go through the middle, gets it from Longstaff, back to Longstaff, Oates makes the run, over the top it goes from Longstaff, here's Murphy to the left of the box, Murphy, can he find Quinn, Murphy in the area, onto his left foot, Murphy, Bowery! Makes it Mansfield Town 2, Northampton 0, counter-attacking football at its best, and Jordan Barry once more writes himself into Mansfield Town folklore. Mansfield Town's number 9, right place, right time, no mistake. Stakes 2, Cobblers 0. Oh, he's brilliant from Mansfield. It's, it's a carbon copy of the goal from, uh, from, the, uh, from the Forest Green game, except it's... It's uh, Jamie Murphy with the provider this time. Jordan Bowery sneaking around the four post. Murphy's drilled it in, and there's Bowery on the four post just to, just to tap it home. The Gorkman went down after that challenge. He looks to be hurt, but he's got up again. But uh, it's Mansfield 2 0. It's fantastic. Murphy giving chase up against the uh, 23 of Mills, Joseph Mills. Long ball down straight the right-hand side, through. straight out of play. Referee takes a, a look at his watch, and as soon as this throw is taken by Stephen McLaughlin, that should signal the half-time whistle. Stags lead by two goals to nil. Whistle in the referee's mouth now. McLaughlin with the ball behind his head. Looks to throw it down the line, and as he does, the referee does blow the half-time whistle. And at the break, the Stags fans, every single one of them, off their feet and applauding what has been a tremendous display of attacking intent from the Stags. Goals from Reese Oates and Jordan Bowery can fail to mean the Stags players go into the dressing rooms. Two goals to the good. Northampton really haven't been able, they've not just not been at the races, they've not, they're a very different side to what we faced earlier this season. They're a little dangerous, they looked an attacking threat going forward, but so far on this Saturday evening, it's not going their way. The 2 0 down, they just don't seem to have an answer for what Mansfield are able to throw at them. Perch plays it down the line for Barry. Barry holds it well inside for Perch. Low ball into the feet of Oates. Oh, he does well to flick it around his man. And now Reese Oates is charging forward. Oates in the box. Shoots. Oh, and it's just wide. The goalkeeper managed to get a fingertip on that at the top of his glove as Reese Oates let rip. And that was going in. Had Johnny Maxted not got a touch to it, Stags throw down this near side. Absolutely cut Northampton apart there. The Northampton have got no match for Mansfield so far. McLaughlin stroke to Quinn, back to McLaughlin, volleys it in towards the area. Up in the air it goes, Barry watching it, brings it down as Jordan Barry. Jordan Barry might still fall in, Barry squares it, but this time Maxted jumps on the loose ball. And Northampton come away through the middle, James Perch dives in. Northampton come forward, Lewis Apree down that far left-hand side, driving forward past O'Toole. Apree still going, knocks it in towards the middle. Northampton inside the Stags box, shot, goal! Northampton back in the tie! Stags two, Northampton one, and Mansfield there caught on the counter-attack. It's poor from Mansfield, James Perch has picked up a booking for that, but it's so poor from Mansfield, we've just been cut apart, and it, it's so bad, we've got to, we've got to wake up now. Oh, it's, oh, disaster for Mansfield for the second half, but we've got to stay awake here. 
10 seconds left here in this first leg. Mills pumps a desperate ball in towards the Stags box. It doesn't fall in the Stags box, but Northampton have the possession. We've played the four minutes now, waiting for the referee to blow the whistle, and he does. The Stags lead 2-1 at half-time in these semi-finals at full-time here at the one Court Stadium. It's a slender advantage for the Stags, which they take to six fields on Wednesday night. Stags electric in the first half. But in the second, Cam Felton were very, very poor indeed. Northampton had them on the ropes and the Stags hold on and have a one-goal advantage going into a huge second leg at Sixfields on Wednesday night. It's such a frustrating evening for the Stags. We we should have been out of sight at half-time and, and in the second half, we, it should have been more than... It should have been more than Northampton scoring. Mansfield just didn't look interested in that second half and we, we were punished on one occasion. We were very lucky not to be punished on a second and maybe a third and fourth and a fifth and a sixth. It's just kept coming and coming and coming. We didn't deal with it. We smuggled the ball away, but my jeez. Through that first leg by the absolute skin of our teeth. So Cam Felton says through the first leg by the skin of the, uh, our teeth. How's the heart rate now, Alan? Fine, still, still the same six. Because I was there, Craig. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but uh, to me, it didn't sound like Cam. I know that no. sounds strange, but it didn't sound like Cam's voice. That didn't. No, he must have put on an act trying to uh, trying to make himself <laughs> actually a professional broadcaster. I've been trying it for for months, but it's still not working. Uh, Nathan Cam did say there, you know, by the skin of our teeth, and he's not far wrong. We, you know, we did get a little bit lucky. There were perhaps a few decisions which went in our favour, but also a few which, you know didn't go in our favour. We're talking about our favourite. I'm not going to play the music on uh, on, on this occasion for Mr Rose, but uh, all in all, we did what we needed to do, put bodies on the line and, and ensured we protected the lead which we'd built in the first half. Yeah, I mean, I don't quite think um, it would have been 4-5-6, as Cam said in the commentary, but um, <laughs> we... we... We could have done better in that second half. That's we can't. We know we've got to be sort of realistic about that, and we're, we're going to have to do better than that at Northampton. But the most important thing is we got that two-goal lead, and um, we we still had threats on the pitch. So as long as we can be a bit more consistent on Wednesday night, I'm hopeful we can uh, we can do it. And reflecting finally on that uh, game, having listened back to it there, Clive, how much pride do you take away? from that performance which we put in, considering where we've come and also as well, reflecting on uh, the end of the, the season on home turf, we gave our supporters one last very good solid display. Yep, it's another win amongst many, many home wins recently um, and against a very fine team. This, remember, this team just missed out on automatic playoffs by a few minutes and a bit of flukery. Um, and... Um, they must, you know, they must have felt aggrieved by that, and that may have fired them up. But I, I think any result, any win against them um, at Field Mill was a credit to the club, a credit to the team, and the crowd for that matter. Um, I think Cam was getting a bit juvenile at one point in his co-commentating. It, 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 it was, it was leaning towards Mardi, <laughs> four, five, and six goals. I mean, where's he coming from, silly bugger? It's sitting next to the pessimistic Craig that did it. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not having that. That's not, that's Other a... than that, I thought he did well, <clears throat> by the way. Yes, yes, he did. Uh, very, very proud. Uh, Alan, let's uh, stay on the subject of fans for a moment. Obviously, we know we're going to take a, a sellout. It sold out in a day to Northampton. We'll touch upon that a little bit later on. But uh, fans at home, 
been immense. And I, I really think that they've played a, a, a massive, massive part. And I think the performances which, you know, the, the players have put in over the last couple of months or so on home turf have really, really rewarded the fans' faith. Definitely. And I, I put on a similar sort of comment on Facebook. I just put one word. Awesome. Take a bow, Mansfield Town fans, because they have been unbelievable. You know, you could. Did you see uh, Ollie Clark as he was running back down the line? He was giving it this business. I don't think he needed to do that because uh, you know they're already singing anyway. But uh, now I think they've been awesome this season, and I think they'll just uh, be just the same, if not louder, on Wednesday night. And of course, Nate, you know it is the first season that we've been able to see out a full season being back at home. It would be nice, wouldn't it, to, to finish it off with with uh, with something at the end of it. But if if not. I think going out on a high at home like we did, I think that's a moment we can look back on with uh, with a smile on our faces. Well, I mean, we can look back at the whole season. You know, I know we had a, a rough patch at the beginning, but you actually, if you think about it, there's been so many games that have been great memories this season and the form we've actually had at home. Uh, you know, is it 14 wins in 16? You know, yeah. in the last 16 games, so and only one defeat in there. So, um, to our, I think it's our new bogey team, Sutton. So, you know, I, I think we can certainly yeah, where be, Sutton be... finished up. Well, well exactly. I but mean, if, if, we... it, if it wasn't for us tapping it around, in the exactly, last, you know, yeah, who knows? But, <laughs> but no, I mean, good, good, you know, been a good side, haven't they, to be fair to them? But, um, but no, I mean, I think our own form, you know, we. we We've had a lot to cheer. It's been a it's been a great place for us, um, and we've had a good, some great away days as well. So hopefully, you know, if we can top it off by getting promotion, it obviously would be be incredible. Um, you know, it's going to be tough. I think even if we do get past Northampton on Wednesday night, I think Swindon or Port Vale at, at Wembley. Something about Wembley at the minute just just just. Yeah, I, I always think back to the FA Trophy final. No, it's uh, not. That's, and I, no, I'm sick of it. I don't, no, I don't like no, it. No, we've not got there yet. We've still got nine. That's what I said. I said if we get past yet. Northampton. Well, but um, but but we'll talk about that in the next pod, shall we? But but, we? but I'm still thinking the fact that you're back commentating, Craig, and the fact that we lost. Oh no, no 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 there's, no. There's no, there's no, good no, omens no. there. That's all I'm saying. Good omens. Well, don't put that on my shoulders, Jesus Christ, because people are coming at me now. Um, Alan, take us swiftly Thank away. Craig. Thanks for shut up. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much for this uh, comment from Jim. I'll come more come to more of your excellent comments uh, throughout the show. Keep them flooding in. Uh, I've left this one for for Jim pur- purposely till now, though, because we are now switching our attention from the home game to the away leg. And Jim says, just show our dressing room. A team, a video of Northampton away from earlier this season. Watch that pump them up. The transformation between then and now, Alan, that has simply been breathtaking, hasn't it? Yeah, well, we were there, weren't we? I mean, we saw it all unfold. So uh, they, they can't play any worse, surely, Craig. I mean, I know there were quite a few of the same players, but they were just off it that day and they were better than us. And they proved so by winning, you know, by the two goals. But I think... It's a different, obviously, it's a different kettle of fish this time. We'll be up for it. And they've got to do, they've got to work really hard to put one over on us. Yeah, reflecting on that uh, trip to Northampton earlier this season, Clive, Nigel Clough did describe it as the uh, the lowest ebb. So at least we know, you know, we'll have a gauge of how far we've come. There's an interesting comment he made in his press. We'll hear, hear it more in the next couple of minutes or so at the end of his press where he said, if it doesn't happen this season, we've made remarkable progress. And I think, you know, as you reflect on from that Northampton game to now, 
I think he's absolutely spot on. We've invested well. We've brought in some good players. We've got players back from suspension. We've brought in people. We've strengthened in areas, and we do look a a good threat. And you know, with the right bit of momentum behind us, you know, the, the sky really is the limit. Yes, I'm looking forward to the two away fixtures we're playing against Northampton this season to be one, the worst possible performance, and the other, the best possible performance. I'll settle for that. Yeah, I don't think you can uh, add much more to that, can you, Nath? I think that's pretty much uh, nailed on what we want it and need it to be. If, if it works out that way, then uh, absolutely. Um, I say, I, Alan's probably, probably right in some ways. We'll, it kind of feels like we've got to go there um and, and and put right what we did wrong you know all those months ago and uh different scenario obviously playoffs you get extra nerves etc in there but um hopefully this 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 group of players we've got now there's a different belief about them uh and there's different personnel in there it'd be interesting to look at the starting lineup actually and see who we actually do have difference but the most important one is probably john joe tool in there so uh he definitely wasn't here then was he so uh no it wasn't yeah no. Dif- different team um, different different mentality. It was Perch um, out then as well? Yeah, I think it, he was. Out. I think I will actually be able to tell you because it is on my you notes. Say you did uh, it the I, other day, didn't you? On yeah, the last I've podcast, you just got to like squint my eyes to do it though because my printer's printed off black and white. So uh, Bishop uh, Clark Rawson Hewitt McLaughlin. Uh, then we played. Uh, so we played four three one two with uh, Charles Lee Clark and Bowery in midfield, uh, with Lapsley in just behind Hawkins and Johnson. So yeah, it's so a very different team. We had only, the... only really what I mean, who's actually started in there from that. Uh, Maka, Bish, uh, Bowery, some um, very different and positions. Hawkins, yeah, Hawkins, and some in very different know. positions. Yeah, Bowery was essentially playing left wing back that day, and Hawkins playing at centre half. So completely unrecognisable compared to where we're at now. And uh, mm. you know, if you look at our backbone of, of O'Toole and Perch, not there. You look at our engine room, our fiery little Irishman. Not there because he was. It was a result of his six-game ban silliness. Mm-hmm. Being um, a fiery Irishman. So we were probably the worst equipped squad at that moment in time. And I think, moreover, they didn't arrive with their attitude right for that game. Mm. So I, I don't think it's worthy of comparison. I think we just say if we play like we have been able to play in the last third of this season against Northampton and start well, we have every reason to believe we can come away with a result. Keep your comments coming in. We're going to hear from Nigel Clough in just a second. I'm going to bash through a few more comments though before then. Uh, not Aikens as biggest fan, says Thomas, but I'd be tempted to start him over Murphy. More potential to hold the ball up out wide if we are under the cost. Yeah, we'll talk team selection uh, later on because we do have to approach it differently, in my opinion. Ben says, hi, Craig and everyone. How are you all feeling after Saturday? Uh, I felt uh, the feeling... Uh, like the feeling the Stags are off to Wembley. I believe we can do it. Hashtag up the Stags. I'm going to be honest, my feelings are still pessimistic, Craig, and nerves. Um, Clive, you give us a, give th- a three-word feeling description. I'm cautiously optimistic. Nathan? Relief. Um, but still believe. I know that's four, but don't count, but... <laughs> All right, we'll give it a hyphen. Alan? <laughs> win, win, win. Clean Ooh, sheet, please. A bit of echo there as well. I'll go clean sheet, please. Yeah, that's, that is actually all. That is actually all we need. Uh, but yeah. God, 
Christ, could you imagine us just like, oh no, 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 no. I'm not even. I hope to God we don't set out to win to to draw nil nil. No, we absolutely won't. Um, I don't think we will. Clough has said as much, hasn't he? I don't think we'll do that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We'll hear from him in just a second. Roger says, Hewitt to start or purchase it right back. We'll come on to that in a little bit more. The fans have also been fantastic this season. Uh, Jamie says, we need to play like Luton are playing now, going on the attack. I can't tell you how Luton are playing now because I'm doing this. Uh, But uh, I'll I'll take your word for it, Jamie. Let's hope that's the attack. They must be on the attack. Absolutely. I'm going to guess that they're on the attack. Talking of attack... Let's uh, see what uh, Nigel Clough makes of Mansfield's attack from uh, uh, from Saturday night and how he thinks we should uh, attack the game on Wednesday night. Earlier on today, I uh, jumped in the car, headed off down to uh, the Orange Academy and caught up with the Stags boss ahead of a huge Wednesday night semi-final second leg. I think we're pretty relaxed at the moment. We've tried to keep it that way for the last 10 days since we uh, you know, managed to get into the playoffs through the Forest Green result. And uh, I think we go into it in, in reasonably good spirits. We would like that to keep that two-goal lead intact. Uh, but I think at the start of the night, we'd have taken the lead of any sort. Yeah, that advantage is critical, as you say. But in terms of mindset, you know that Northampton are going to come out and fight for everything. How important is it for you to make sure the players go into it almost like there's everything to play for, like it is level on aggregate? Well, that's it. <laughs> but they have to come out and, uh, and and try and get a goal, certainly. Uh, we don't have to, but the way that we play will mean that we'll be trying to to cause them problems. Uh, I, I think it's going to be down to uh, how we defend more than more than anything uh, on Wednesday night. I thought the, the two centre-halves especially, well, the back four in general, uh, dealt with an awful lot of uh, balls into the box, long throw-in, set plays and everything. Uh, you can't afford to switch off for one of them on Wednesday night. And the first 15 minutes on Wednesday night, I think that's probably in reality where it's going to be won or lost, isn't it? Yeah, it could be a long night, you know, up to two hours and possibly penalties, so we have to be prepared for that. Uh, but I think trying to get through that first 15 minutes where we expect them to throw everything at us and, and trying to do some damage ourselves, I think that's the key. Uh, we've never been a team to sit back home and away, um, so we, we've got to try and sort of, as much as we expect what they're going to do, uh, I think we've got to concentrate on ourselves more than ever. You mentioned the P word there. You've loved breaking statistics this year for Mansfield. Excellent home record. Last win on penalties 2013. Is that going to be on the agenda today to, to practice them, getting that right, just in case? Yeah, we've been practicing since after the Forest Green game. Uh, I don't think it's something that you do just the day before the game or whatever. So, no, we, all, we always knew that this was a possibility. So we prepared for it from then. You, you can never recreate the situation on the night and the atmosphere and everything. Uh, but you can get that routine of running up and taking it, what you're going to do with it, don't change your mind, all those sorts of things. You can practice that. And you and a lot of the key players in the squad have been in this situation before, playoff, uh, semi-final, second legs, things like that. What experience do you draw from that going into Wednesday night? Well, it's in our two previous experiences, we were level at once at Burton uh, and we were losing after a home tie with Sheffield United. So we've never gone, gone into it with a lead. So that feels a, a little bit different and nicer. Uh, something to hang on to. Uh, but... We'll be preparing the players as we have done all season uh, and just trying. I think it's going to be the, the team that keeps calm and composed as well on the night. And the biggest uh, thing for, your, for you, you and your players on uh, Wednesday will be the travelling support again. They were immense on uh, Saturday at the one call. I imagine if we'd have had the entire stadium up for grabs, we'd have sold it out in an instant as well. I think so. We'd have, we could have taken a, an awful lot more, I think, down to Northampton, given the opportunity. Uh, but... Uh, that's the incentive uh, to try and get through and then there's a a bigger stadium at the end of it and finally from me at risk of taking Twitter hammer for being a little bit pessimistic if 
the worst was to happen on Wednesday night and the Stags were not to progress to Wembley Stadium. Is this a season that you look back on with pride and a real warm feeling inside of what's to come next time around? Whatever happens on Wednesday night is we're in good shape as a club. And if the worst comes to the worst and we get knocked out, we get knocked out. But I think where we've come as a club, we're in a good position at the moment, compared to where we were 12 months ago. And I think some people forget that. And it'll be, if we do get knocked out, and I lose on penalties, oh, it's the end of the world, you know? No, it's not. We've got a good squad intact going forward. Stags boss Nigel Clough speaking to me early today at the RH Academy. A reminder, if you want to get yourself to Northampton, if you've got a match ticket, there's still spaces available on the Stag Support Association's fourth coach uh, that's travelling down to six fields. I believe Clive and Alan will be aboard uh, those coaches as well. If you want to get yourself uh, on those coaches the best way to do it is by texting your name and membership number if you're not a member just put the words non-member after your name and text that to 07967 689 597 that's all the details that you need right let's move swiftly on to the comments made by Nigel Clough there Nate there's two particular comments that I want to come on to uh, the first one is the one which he finished on there and he made a point of uh, asking to talk about this at the end of the press conference and I think he's absolutely right but I think this year there's something different I know it's it's horrible to take your mind back to you know, three years ago when we lost out in the playoff semi-final second leg on penalties and the heartbreak of not getting promoted and, and things like that. And obviously what happened after that. There was that season, though, this feeling of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, it had to be done. There was a, an expectation on the club to get promoted that year. There's not this year. There seems to be a sense of, uh, you know, calmness and, and one that is building very much for the future but fans will get caught in the moment won't they on Wednesday there's no denying that but I think Clough's got a good point in saying it is a lottery sometimes you win it sometimes you lose it and I think uh, he's got a good point in what he says Nath yeah I mean uh, we've, we've had a, a couple of years of, of, of real disappointment haven't we where we've been uh... You know, languishing at the the wrong end of the table after you know after missing out those those few years ago, um, and then we started off like that this season. So we we was all in the expectation that it was going to be another another battle at the wrong end of the table for us going forward. But um, you know, we we turned that around. Um, we can look back at this season, I think, overall anyway, and just say it's uh, it's been been a good season. I, you know, I don't think many would would disagree with that now, and you know, with the fact that we've managed to achieve the playoffs and at one point the automatics weren't even out of it so to get to that stage is, is incredible um and i think on wednesday i think even if we may even if we don't do it um and and say if we if we continue a bit like we were in the second half of, of of saturday night we may have we may be frustrated and, and disappointed but i do think come the final whistle and upon a bit of reflection i think people will will realize that it's been a good season and appreciate the effort uh, you know that that everyone has put into it, and, and appreciate the season that we have been have had, and hopefully are able to build on. So uh, yeah, either way, you know, I think um, most most people there'll be some fickle ones, but most people will uh, will stand and applaud. It's all right because Clive's ready already on Facebook to shoot him down, aren't you, Clive? <laughs> oh, I'm getting tired of it. But to be fair, in recent weeks, the, the the reaction has been more positive than negative. You 
earlier in the season there were people wanting to take players out and shoot them and, or push them off cliffs in some cases. Be um, <laughs> <laughs> do that. I think people have calmed a little bit and they've been right to because it's been a good season. I think even if we fail at the final thing now, and there's a, there's a chance we will, um, it hasn't been a bad season. If you look, if you reflect on where we are, we've had the highest average home attendances for two decades. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, by the way. Um, we've had the fourth or fifth best away support in the league. And we've had a, a manager that's convinced us that he knows how to put a team together. And there were doubts at the start. Um and you and then throw in the the incredibly good home record that we've we've carved out this season. Lots of good things, even if we don't actually get promoted. I hope we do get promoted, but I for one won't slash Maurice if we don't. Uh, Roger says uh, whatever happens, we're going in the right direction for sure. And Jamie adds, Alan, it's been a good season and we've improved. If we don't go up, we look forward to next season by going up. I think, I think what Clough was trying to do with his comments, I think he's just trying to, you know throw that calmness blanket over what is, you know, the, the tension is very much starting to uh, to, to ramp up ahead of uh, Wednesday and it will get more and more tense as it comes near. But uh, an experienced manager there, I think. Yeah, and on uh, whether it's Facebook, any social media platforms, whatever, you'll get people that don't like it, you'll get people that do like it. But I know one thing's for sure, all the Stags, and I can say this hand on heart as a Stags fan, if uh, Mansfield Town players leave it all out there on Wednesday night, I don't think there'll be any problems anywhere. They've got to leave everything on the field, you know, 100% in every case. If they do that, there'll be no problems. But if they're a bit under par and it looks as though, you know, some's a bit either leggy or not quite up to it, you know, providing they leave 100% out there, there'll be no problems. Yeah, absolutely echo uh, those statements. We're going to talk team selection uh, in a minute and how we will approach the game. But first, we're going to head back into the Stags uh, dressing room and get a little bit more uh, reaction and sort of uh, uh, previews ahead of Wednesday night's big game by speaking to the man who uh, Nathan Edge used to uh, criticise quite a lot on this podcast, didn't you, Nath? Uh, no, did I? Who? Your 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 favourite player now. You should. I mean, you oh, should have called. Just you should have gone after him as well. I thought it was Hawkins, but it's not. I I know who it is now. It's the uh, oh, the player of the season, mate. Player yeah. of the season. In Very all departments. Poor. Very poor from from Nathan. He's, he's, he's not going he's, off any cliff from me. I'm not going to lie. He's. I mean, I'll be there to catch him. Fickle, fickle, fickle. That's what you are. Fickle. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie, mate. I'd be worried if it was you that was was there to to, <laughs> to catch something. But uh, there you go. I'll leave that one there as we head back to the RH Academy to catch up with Stephen McLaughlin. And I started by asking him uh, about how he feels about playing a little bit deeper on uh, the pitch as he's moved from uh, a left wing attacking role to being the club's mainstay at left back. Legend. This season, that I was uh, the main left back, and it did take. A little bit getting used to, you know, as in defending, you know, your positional sense and all. But the gaffer has been very, very good with it, you know, sat down and, and talked about different things that I need to be doing and, and bring it into the game. And it's, it's helped me massively, you know, covering around and, and going forward. I, I just got a license, you know, me and Cooney's uh, stuck up a good partnership. It just happened. Uh, 
a very intelligent player, so I'm able to play off him, know where he is, and it's been it's been enjoyable to play alongside him. And then we at the start of the season had Perchy alongside me, who's like he's, his experience, you know, has helped me through the start of the season. And now, like I feel like I feel like I've really kicked on in my game defensively and going forward as well. Of course, you mentioned uh, Stephen Quinn there when uh, the gaffer presented you with the award. He sort of made a, a wry little joke, didn't he, about you should perhaps split it down the middle. What's that partnership been like and how key is that to Mansfield's success this season? Yeah, I know it's kind of a joke that he's saying, but in fairness, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of true, you know. Um, we, we've just clicked, really. Um, his movement, you know, he's been around the game a long, long time internationally. And, it's just his movement to give me space and the one-twos that we play is it's just something that's just happened uh, and it's so enjoyable you know the way we talk on the pitch and just constantly feeding each other information on what we can do to hurt them and and when we get it right you know i think we're unstoppable really you know sometimes defenders don't know what to do you know because we rotate all the time and uh, it's been uh, it's been very very enjoyable playing alongside him. And you've got a bit of a third wheel in there now as well, haven't you, with Jamie Murphy coming in? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jamie. Um, sometimes I want him to stay out of the way. Sometimes you know, but now Jamie's another player. Like he's very kind of similar to to Stephen Quinn. You know, likes it on the floor and likes playing one twos and that. You can get round the outside of him. So they're much the same. Um, enjoyable to play with let's talk playoffs obviously there's a lot of players in the squad that have got playoffs experience you're one of them how important is that experience going to be to to get you through what is a, a very knife edge second leg yeah you got you got to go there and just play the game not the occasion as people would say um you got to take the emotion out of it and just play your best football um do the best that you can do and if everybody does that then i think we'll be successful on wednesday but as I said, like they're going to come out, they're going to be fighting for everything, and we we really got to match up and stand up to it. What's it taken for this group of players to get to this point? You've been here for for two and a bit, well, one and a bit, nearly two seasons now. What's it taken to, to, for the club to get to this position where they're ninety minutes away potentially from Wembley, and then a shot, of course, at League One? I think it's been hard graph, really. Um, not so much like when you say hard graph, as in running all the time. It's like little bits of information that the gaffers feeding down and a lot of the lads, every one of them, uh, take it on board. Um, the things that he says, then we, we've taken it onto the pitch. We believed in what he's what he's been saying. And when you when you do that and you see it working, it gives you more belief with the other information that it gives you. And it was just about kind of relaxing and, and controlling games, staying on the ball. Cause now we know that we are capable of it, we're good enough to do it. And you've seen throughout the season like there's games where we've we've controlled massively, created numerous of chances and sometimes maybe that's our downfall that we didn't take the chances that we've created this season. But um as I said, like to get where we are today um is a massive achievement for the players and for the club. That's Nathan's favourite player, Stephen McLaughlin, speaking to me early today at the RH Academy. You can see more from Macca and from the Gaffer Nigel Clough by heading across to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow where, of course, you can catch all the uh, previews in the build-up to that big game. And if you missed it earlier on, of course, if you want to get to that big game 
on uh, Wednesday night. There's a fourth coach being added by the Stag Supporters Association. All you need to do to book yourself a seat is text your name and your membership number to the following number. Clive Parkin. Put him on the spot. Get in. Done it. Done it. Shut up then. 07967 689597. All you need to do is text your name and your membership number. If you're not a member, just text the words non-member after your name and you might see Clive or Alan on one of the buses and uh, you never know, Alan might do bingo. There'll be some form of entertainment. I don't know what, what his plans are, to be honest. He might be too nervous at that point and he might lose his balls all over the place. Move, talking of uh, losing your balls and losing your mind, let's move uh, back to uh, Nathan Edge, who... Uh, Enjoyed that interview with uh, Stephen McLaughlin there because uh, got in the word legend, didn't you, before that interview started? Oh, sorry, did you hear that? I don't, my yes, bad. we did. No, oh. I wasn't going to let it go and punish, mate. I mean, I just want to correct you as well. You said that I was um, criticising him at the start of the season. It was you, actually last were. season. No, 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 no you were was... no, you were criticising him at the start of this season and no. I do have evidence of said criticism. All right, until I get this evidence now, haven't it? Um, but <laughs> That said, you know, I, I did criticise him a lot last season, but the key for him, and it's, <clears> he was talking about it in the interview, was it's, it's Stephen Court. <coughs> I think when they're <clears> on the pitch together, we're a different side completely. And you, and you yes. get so much more from Maka, and it, I think it shows with the assists he's got this season. He's, he's been pivotal sort of for us down that left-hand side, and I think they do complement each other very well. So um, that's been the difference this season. That's what's seen us get more out of Maka. And out of, uh, of of all the players, he is one with experience in the ranks life. He's been there and done it. He got promotion via the playoff cert before we, with Southend, I believe. And going into ties like this, you know, where it is all to play for and, and things like that, and you know how things can swing one way and the other, that experience and, and the experience of others within the squad with similar backgrounds and sim- similar memories is going to be key going into this, uh, into this second leg, isn't it? Of course it is. And I think... We're actually well set up with experienced players at the moment. Um, lots of the players that Plus brought in, either by signing them or, or recruiting them on loan, they've all got really useful experience. I mean, the downside of a lot of experience, you have a lot of old players, but generally speaking, the balance is about right now. And I don't think anybody should be uh, caught out by uh, the surprise of where, where, what we've got to do in the next two games, hopefully two games anyway. Now, on this podcast, we often change our, our names d- depending on what's happened in the, the weeks and things like that. I know for a long time, Alan Wilson was accident prone Al. Um, the blind stag has always been the blind stag, except for one or two times when he's... Uh, he's you know, tried to be to, clever. Tried yeah. to be clever, yeah. Run out of ideas now. Run out of ideas. <laughs> Clive's thrown every uh, little bits of sponsorship, trying to get himself a sponsorship deal in every now and again. And I've always kept mine at Mansfield Matters HQ. Now, I'm not going to change it, mainly because I can't spell it, but I am going to sort of highlight the fact that Pessimist Craig is going to come out again here, Alan. And that is in terms of how we approach the next game. Yes, we have a one-goal lead on aggregate. We lead 2-1, so we have a one-goal lead on aggregate. All we need to do is keep a clean sheet, and it is absolutely job done. See you at Wembley. Enjoy yourself. But in terms of approaching this game, Nigel Clough mentioned it in his comments. It says it's down to how... We defend. Yes, we've got to defend and be really, really tight at the back and not let anything um, come through. In fact, I would say that we need to be solidified at the uh, at the back. Uh, but what we also need to do for me, Alan, in terms of mindset, is 
not just approach it like we're at nil-nil and like it's level on the tie. I actually think we need to take Northampton's approach and approach it like we have got something to play for. Like we're the ones that are a goal down in the tie because if we do that, we will throw our bodies on the line a little bit more. We've got to protect something. And that's why I think pessimist Craig on this occasion could be right. I'm going to say, when uh, he had the interview, when you did uh, the interview with him today, he said that uh, the first 15 minutes also, like we've said a lot of times all season, the first 15 minutes is going to be crucial. But who's to say, Craig, that we can't do to them what we did to them on the first half on Saturday night? You know, it all depends how the game pans out. They've got to come at us, we know that. It's no good them being boring because a draw is no good to them. They've got to come at us, you know, and that's where we can find the loophole with the speed of Oates, speed of Barry. I just don't, I can't see any problems with the mindset or anything. It'll just pan out on the day. And if we're good enough, we'll win. If we're not, try again next year. Just looking at some uh, stats, uh, Northampton have scored eight times within the first 15 minutes this season. We've done that six, uh, conceded first in the uh, first 15 minutes. Northampton, uh, as you could probably guess, uh, the best side of the division for it. They've only done that once this season. We've done it 10 times, um, which is quite a concern. But we started really, really well. They've also got the best defence in the division, Clive, with 21 clean sheets and will have their goalkeeper back from uh, suspension uh, and that will give them a uh, a big big lift they've got 15 clean sheets at home as well um, it's going to be a very difficult place to go if you were Nigel Clough how are you approaching it nil nil or one nil down or one nil up how are you approaching it forget the stats it's one game one game that's all we've got to do is play that game well and we can't afford to sit on what we've got we've got to go and find another goal um, and I think then they will disintegrate. And I don't think the keeper makes a lot of difference, by the way. I know he's a he's a very well thought of first team keeper, uh, but the lad who is, who um, played in goals for them on Saturday night didn't have a bad game. I thought he was quite a decent keeper. I don't think he could be blamed for the goals. So I don't think it matters about stats. Yes, their stats are better than ours. Our season has been a right up or down, though, hasn't it? Theirs has been reasonably consistent, um, and I think. Uh, on our day, we'll wipe them away. I've got another stat for you, Mr. Wilson, which uh, might please Clive, because this isn't it's this this one's not pessimist, Craig or Craig Priestimist, as you decided to uh, call yourself for the last part of this uh, this show. And that is the fact that when uh, that uh, when conceding first, the Stags have gone on to win four games from losing positions with seven draws. That's a total of nineteen points. Uh, accumulated this season. Northampton, by comparison, are actually the worst in the uh, worst team in the league for this. Once they've gone behind, they've failed to win any of their games, only clawing back six draws. Um, so uh, that's also an interesting thing. That first goal, isn't it? The, the first goal of the tie is going to be critical. It's a cliche because if Northampton get it, they're right back in the tie. If we get it, it gives them an even bigger hill to climb. Yeah, but like I said, on how poor did we make them look in the first half on Saturday? You know, you wouldn't have thought that, would you? You know, I know we're if we play well, we can make we can beat most teams, especially at home. But we've only got to do the same, Craig. They've got eleven out there, same as we have. It's like Clive says, it's on the night. And you know, I don't think you, <laughs> I don't think you should be pessimistic. I think you'll get, give a damn good commentary 
and we'll be all right on the night. Oh, I, I really yeah, hope so. I know. Um, Martin, I mean, this is more pessimistic than me, Clive. The, the comment that should come from Martin. <laughs> they will bottle it again, says Martin. <laughs> Well, everybody's you, got their own Stags, opinion, haven't they? Are you a Stags fan, Martin, or are you a, a cheeky uh, Northampton fan that's uh, found your way to our feed tonight? I don't know, but uh, Martin, no, I think... you, the sort of bottle you're talking about, I guess you've got has got a little teat on the end of it. <laughs> Jamie says we need to play like we did at Doncaster. We've had some fantastic yeah. games this season, some fantastic attitude, just? and uh, it, it's it's all about you know how we approach it and just making sure that we stay positive and we don't get on each other's backs and that, that that critically we don't make mistakes. Now let's talk team news and and how we think we will line up on uh, Wednesday night. I personally think we do have to make changes. I don't think the eleven which we started with on Saturday at home is good enough to go to an away performance and do the job what we need away from home. I actually do agree with the, with the comments that were made earlier about Hawkins staying at centre-half for Northampton away because they're a direct team and I felt he dealt with things quite a lot. I might be a little bit more controversial here, though, and say that James Perch perhaps should be either moved into midfield or placed on the bench to be brought on for his experience later on with Elliot Hewitt coming back at right-back, Alan, for two reasons. One, as we mentioned, is the the aforementioned direct nature of uh, Northampton Town. The second is for a little weapon he's got in his armoury, which is a long throw. Northampton have got one and seen content to use it every time the ball went out of play. And I think that could come to rescue us both defensively and offensively. I've been saying that for the last three three matches, Craig. I, I think, Hewitt, although Perch hasn't done that bad, to be fair to him, you know, but I just think Hewitt gives us a little bit better balance going forwards. That's that's my opinion. You know, I just think he's a better balanced player. It can move faster going forward, but Perch is a very good defender. He's clued on, you know, it might be... 36, whatever he is, you know, he might not be the quickest now, but he's definitely clued on. And I just can't see him dropping him, personally. But I would like to see Hewitt in, yes. That's why I said he could potentially move him into midfield, Clive, because we said earlier, didn't we, about Longstaff. And I think maybe if Perch goes and sits in midfield, it might give uh, Maris uh, a little bit more licence to roam. Not sure I agree with you, Craig. I'm not sure that putting him into midfield is the right solution. You either play him, and there's a case for that, or drop him to the bench, and there's a case for that, because I like Hewitt in the side. I think he gives us that dynamic side that we don't currently have when we play the way we are. What about um, JJ midfield? Well, JJ's always said he wants to play midfield. but No, 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 you can't move him now. Would no, you no, risk no, no, moving no, 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 him? Put Perch in the middle and put Hewitt out on the right. I mean, that's... You a... see, one of my arguments has been shot, because I don't particularly like uh, Hawkins as much as I did in terms of his role as a central defender because I think he's slow but he had a cracking game um, but that's only because they hadn't figured out that all you got to do is run past him um, they were trying the most direct things all the way through the game and he handled that with a plum mm. um, will they do the same? I don't know um, you know if we do get through this and that little type from Swindon's on the pitch <laughs> Hawkins will get run ragged by him. No you so, change it for them don't you? You change it for them. Well you, you do, you get a machine gun but we... Um, the reality is we've got a choice. To ma- we've got choices to make. Do we leave it as it was on Saturday? There's a case for that. Do you bring Hewitt in? And if so, who do you move away- move out there? At the moment, I can't see Hawkins being moved because he had a great game. Can and I? So you go on. Don't sorry. Now wait till you finish. Just a little point. 
No, your interruption's lost me now because I've got that brain of an old <laughs> fellow. I, I do, do apologise, Clive. I'm going to go have a lie down now, please. <laughs> my only point, my only thought process, and it's not pessimistic either, that if Hewitt comes in, he's been out for three games. Now, when Sturt came on the other day, it looked lost. I know it was only for so many minutes, but it looked lost. He kept losing the ball. I'm just, I'm just wondering, you know, if, if the same because when Barry started again. The first half, he looked lost, but he came good in the second half and he's obviously got better each game he's played. But is it Hewitt, has he looked, missed three, four games now? I'm just wondering, you know, if... He's come on, in the, know, he's come on in, majority, in the majority of them, though, hasn't he, other than the game on Saturday? He came on at Salford, came on at Forest Green. Yeah, did he, he did. Oh, right. well, yeah. And when he came on, he brought something with him. I mean, he brought a bit of uh, pace and a bit of... Uh, of um, yeah, that, that was my that we lacking. That was my only thought. But I, I'm a Hewitt fan. I want Hewitt to play. And uh, let's Perch, go back. Go on. Go on, no, if you finish off, Alan. I'll, no, I was just going to say, and Perch can, can sit on the bench because we've got the experience and the guile of him if we need him. Lots of people agreeing with uh, Hewitt. Roger says Hewitt's a very good attacking wing back. I agree, Alan. Jamie says uh, Hewitt needs to start. He's better going forward. Just imagine if we get Ka if we had Kellen Gordon fit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Martin says Hewitt needs to start 100%. And also says, no, Craig, I'm a genuine uh, fan. And Clive, I work for Tommy Tippy Baby Group. So I know what a bottle is. Let's not uh, get into uh, silly little arguments at this time, Clive. I haven't got the uh, the time to bail you out. Um, but yeah, everyone's entitled to the opinion. Let's just hope that uh, there are no bottles other than champagne paint bottles in the Mansfield uh, camp. Paul says, uh, we need a couple of changes in midfield to sharpen things up uh, a bit. Ollie Clark and Lapsley back in that midfield, freshen things up a bit and bring DJ back up front as well. And a quick question for Craig. When the football is over, will Craig be doing the commentary on the Queen's <laughs> Platinum Jubilee? No. Um, Good no. <laughs> it would be a good gig, but uh, I'm, sure good. That, I'm sure Philip Schofield's already got that one tied up. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's move back to the football. Uh, mentioned in, in there, everyone's entitled to their opinion. I personally wouldn't be going for, for Johnson. He's not even getting in the 18 um, at the minute uh, anyway. Um, you know, you never know though what, what happens, do you? The Ollie Clark thing though, Nath, I know you, you know, you, you've had your history with, with, with the stag skipper. But Nigel Clough uh, likes the way he can tackle and likes that side of the game. And I think we might need that on uh, on Wednesday. And it wouldn't surprise me to see the Stags captain back in the uh, the centre of the park. I wouldn't be too surprised. I mean, for me right now, you know, we've just been discussing the defence there. The defence and, and, and forward line are, are fine for me. You know, I guess you could make a little tweak with the defence. But if it was the same, I wouldn't be concerned at all going into Wednesday night. It's the midfield, you know, which is arguably our strongest position. I, I think that's where we, um, you know, we 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 lost it a little bit on uh, on Saturday, um, and I, I think actually we've lost it a little bit of recent, you know, in recent games as well. We, we we've not retained possession as well as what we know we can do. Mm -hmm. uh, we've handed it over to them a little bit too much, uh, too easily, um, and 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 we've we mentioned there, if you have got a struggling Quinn, for example, you then lose a bit of that bite. Uh, that we we need in there. So, although I don't rate Ollie Clark in his, I don't think you know he does for me frustratingly give the ball away a bit too easily. If we are without Quinn or without a, a fit Quinn, he may be the sort of player we need to do that sort of the dirty work and you know uh, and getting getting the face of the opposition. Um, we may need that in there, but then 
we might need to call upon the likes of Lapsley, you know, Longstaff, Longstaff, Murphy. They need to keep the ball a bit better when we do have it, because we, if we give away it, you know, the position too easily, um, you know, in, in a playoff game against Northampton, you're just going to invite pressure onto you. So we've got to sort out that midfield battle. And, and that's yeah. why I said about John Joe O'Toole going in there. If, if we were going to find room for, for Hewitt in there, we could possibly move Perch into centre-back. John Joe is one of those players, again, he's played at that in that position uh, for a long time in his career. He's got that sort of level head most of the time uh, to, to, to do that job. Um, he, we just need somebody that can put the, the foot on the ball and, 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 and control it a little bit better. So he would be an option that I think would be worth considering. We are running out of time, but I want to throw another name very briefly into the mix based on Nathan's description there. We've actually had one come off the bench for the last three or four games. His name is Kieran Wallace, and I've been severely impressed with uh, with him and the way he's he's come on. He, he slots into that hole in midfield, moves the ball out nicely. He's physical as well. So if not John Joe there, then I'd be looking at Wallace. I just think we need to get the balance right though, Alan, don't we? Between being overly cautious and building a brick wall at the back, but yeah. also making sure we've got enough to spring an attack because we need a goal. We can't settle on and, and bank on us keeping a clean sheet. We have to go and get a goal. We've got to make it as hard as physically possible for Northampton Town. If we re- replicate our performance from the first half on Saturday in the first half on Wednesday, they will find it tremendously difficult. And I think their crowd may not have as much patience as what the one course stadium crowd would have if the boot was on the other foot. Yeah, but if uh, if Quinn's not fully fit and, you know, for whatever reason, Nigel decides to leave him out, I would prefer Lapsley, personally, because I think he's the one that can get you a goal. As well as a hard tackling, hard working midfielder, which he is, I just think that goal could be more important than uh, what Wallace would bring. Personally, that's my opinion. Final thing to touch upon is the P word, Clive. Penalties. Nigel Clough said he's been practising them since uh, after the Forest Green game. Of course, Mansfield famously haven't won a penalty shootout since 2013. I'm hoping that the game gets done in normal time either way. I don't think I could get through extra time or, or a penalty shootout. It would be nerve shredding, but we have to be prepared for every single eventuality, don't we? Of course we do. I think the uh, the reality is nobody wants penalties, but we've got to expect them. And in that respect, I would imagine they've been doing plenty of practice penalty taking this last couple of weeks. Uh, I think just... we're, we're a better squad for taking penalties than we were as well. Mm, yeah, much, much, much better. Um, final thoughts before we end tonight's show. Hand on heart feelings as we uh, head into uh, to, to Wednesday night. I said hand on heart, you know, before Saturday, whatever will be, will be. It's been a great season to, to get to this point. But we are so close. We've got a one goal advantage. We're 90 minutes away from a potential trip to Wembley Stadium. Don't give it up now. Please don't give it up now. But hand on heart says it's going to be a tough, tough battle and we will go through a ringer of emotions. Nathan, hand on your heart. What are you saying going into uh, to Wednesday night? I think we can do it. But uh, I personally think we need to score first. Cause that, there's not a clean sheet there for me. So there's going to be goals for both sides. But I think we've got to get that first one. And then Clive, we'll same, same to you. 
Yeah, I think Northampton have no choice but to come at us. And that means they're going to leave some space behind. With a bit of luck, we can score. I don't think we'll have a clean sheet. So I think we're going to be one all, two all. And either I'll accept either of those. Alan, finally from you. If it's nil-nil after 15 minutes, we'll win. After 15 minutes? After 15 minutes. If we if it's nil-nil after 15 minutes, we will win it. Oh, I'm on the other side of that, Nath. I think we need to get a goal in the first 15. I think the longer it goes on at nil-nil, I think the, the more I'm going to be screaming. I think, oh, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I'm confident. I, I don't want an early goal from them. That's the worst scenario yeah. for me. No. If, yeah. if we can get past 15 minutes, then I, I do agree a little bit with Alan because they're going to get more desperate, come on they to are. us even more, and then we do get, we do, we will get gaps uh, in exactly. behind where I do think uh, Murphy, Bowery, and obviously Oates will then exploit it. So yeah, the longer it goes on at nil nil, the better. We just I don't want to concede in that first fifteen. No. I almost don't want to end the show tonight. We've had a really, really great chat, but I don't want to end it because this actually could be the last time that we sat here talking about an upcoming game. I don't want it to be. I want I want this to be one more, one last final hurrah. Whatever happens though, thanks so much for your company tonight. Uh, thanks for your company all season long. Just remember this, it ain't over yet and all it takes is one moment to achieve one dream to give us one last shot of things still to come. So there you are, we now go to bed. No better off, to be honest. We're still feeling the nerves, we're still feeling the tension. Let's just count the days Count the hours, count the minutes, count the seconds until kickoff at Sixfields on Wednesday night. Can Mansfield Town do it? Can they defy the odds, achieve a dream and take us to Wembley for a shot at promotion to Skybet League One? They lead 2-1 on aggregate going into the game at Sixfields. Will that be enough? Technically, all the Stags need to do is keep a clean sheet. But as we've seen all throughout this season, Mansfield Town are fully capable of beating Mansfield Town. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Let's hope it's a defensive performance to be proud of, throwing every single thing in front of every single thing that Northampton throw at us. If you can't make it to the game, if you've not got a golden ticket to be in that rammed away end, make sure you stick on Mansfield 103.2. As always, these build up all throughout the day with the show kicking in at 6 o'clock with Aaron Outram in the chair. And then he's back from Benidorm or Bust. He's made it back. He's touched down on English soil. Lee Wilson's back alongside me, I'd say, to try and keep me calm during the 90 minutes and maybe more of the second leg. But we all know that he's just going to be as mentally on edge as me. So that's going to make for thrilling commentary. Make sure you join us on Mansfield 103.2 for that. Get Sky Sports on if you want. Just press mute and turn up Mansfield 103.2 for the exciting thriller of commentary to come. Can the Stags do it? Please, please, please. There's an easy way, a hard way, and a Mansfield Town way, as Keith Curl, the former Stags and former Northampton manager, used to say, let's hope that the Mansfield Town way leads us to Wembley. Thanks, as always, for listening, for sharing, for getting involved. We'll see you again later in the week, hopefully with one more game to look forward to. All that's left to say is... Come on, you Stags! Barry, he's put Reese's clean through. It's Reese's who scores. Reese's plus Mansfield Town. One up. Murphy in the area onto his left foot. Murphy. Barry. Barry.
makes it Mansfield Town 2, Northampton 0. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.